Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Pat. Yes. Pat. I'm here. Pat. John. It's the 30-something movie podcast, Pat. It's time. This is our lifeline. Yeah, right now, much. we're in a sea, not a sea of tranquility, John. We're in a tumultuous <laughs> sea of uh-huh. storms mm-hmm. and other things that happen when seas have tumult. Yeah. And do, you say, right, do you say tumult or tumult? How do you say it correctly? You're the language. No, I don't, I, I've heard both ways. I said it kind of both ways at the same time. Okay. I, I tend to say tumult. I will say tumult. But tumult, but tumult I've also Tumultuous. Uh, I don't know. Tumult makes me feel like it's a character from Narnia. Okay, so tumult, Mr. tumult. like two. Tumult. tumult, tumult. But maybe that's. I went to school in England for a while, so well, maybe that's part of the British accent. Let's let's know. make it happen, man. Okay, let's make I'm it not going to start selling, saying. Al, I'm not going to start saying aluminium. So you know we don't. Aluminium is kind of cool. Uh, it is kind of missiles. Cool, yeah, that's like extra letters. Tumult. Just because they felt like it. We we have tumult. Color. Right now, color. <laughs> color. Color with the U. Ah, we have a the lifeline. The 30-something political podcast. We have a lifeline, John, mm-hmm. and the lifeline is our movies. And you know yeah, what, honestly? Because I'm going to go see Deadpool tonight. That's outstanding. And, and I'm excited. Let me rephrase that. I need to go see Deadpool you need, You have earned it. <laughs> you have I earned a, it. I need a bit of a break. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. So, movies. Do we just, Let's just jump on in. Let's, like, do, you let's, got any, do you have anything else? Do you want to share? Is there anything in life that's going on right now that you need to share with everybody? Movie-wise? No, I... In general, how are the kids? The kids are doing well. Good. We're excited. We're all excited. We're fine here. We're, We're fine. fine here. How are you? I'm <laughs> excited for Soul. You're uh-huh. excited for Dead. But let's talk movies. Okay. Let's talk movies. All right. Let's do it. You know? So um, I got a couple of things really fast. Well, let me do our usual spiel. Um, we spoil the movies that we talk about, so if you don't want to be spoiled, stop. Go watch yep. a movie. Yep. Come on back. Yep. yep. Um, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but Daddy... <laughs> Stay away from the roomie. Don't stay away from spoilers. Don't go over there. I know you can't say the word spoilers. Um, I wasn't going to take that line any further because I didn't want to be inappropriate. You can do whatever you want. I, yeah, but I don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to offend you. Don't want to offend. Not today. Uh, all right, leave us a review on iTunes. If you don't leave us a review on iTunes, you know what's going to happen? Bad things. Bad things. Like you won't have a review for us on iTunes. I don't really know what. I don't happen. Know, Beyond uh, that, I mean, yeah. there's really no other consequences. Yeah. Other than there might be a little tiny twinge of guilt if you don't do it. Yeah, you might feel bad. Like, why don't you check it out and tell us what you think? Right. I mean, we're not we're not the ones making you feel guilty. That's something you kind of brought on yourself. But yeah, but we're trying to help you avoid it. We are. That's a service that we provide. Mm-hmm. We are here to serve. Avoid no, guilt. I'm not going to say it the way I was about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a service of the thirty something. There's podcast. there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot we could do to service year, you, but not that. There's a lot, yes. There's a lot happening this time of year that I, I, you know what? I'm not going to say that the mm-hmm. way I thought. Yeah. I pull it back. I double. I, I, yeah. I double clutch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, very fast, super fast lightning round. 
and then we'll get on into talking Maniac Cop. Let's do it, man. Okay. Um, you know what, and this is like totally not related to anything I was just about to say. Watching this movie, Maniac Cop, for some weird reason, it didn't fit at all. I had the song Maniac, like, playing in the back of my head. Maniac, uh-huh. Maniac. Yeah, yeah and man. I almost want to take, like, the trailer of Maniac Cop and put that song yeah, in I the mean, background. I'm, you know, I think I'm going to do it and just how, see what it looks like. How music changes the mood. Uh-huh. That would be outstanding. Because have you ever seen when people, re- they re-edit, like, the, the Shining trailer? Yeah. They re-edit I, to make it look like a family movie? And, I do yeah. it, um, yeah, or I did a, um, a re-edit on Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. I oh, yeah. A re-edit of that, like, if you did that, and it's like... Wow, this is yeah. pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah, when they do like the modern trailers, I saw that one. Modern trailers, yeah, yeah, that way I think that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of. So they did uh, a little while back. I want to say it was after the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They re-edited the Star Wars trailers with classic rock music to make Star really? Wars look like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty cool. And it was really cool. Like it, it had the Guardians vibe of having the classic rock music fit with what's going on in the movie and. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I'll, I'll send those to you sometime because I think you'd like those. I would I would like that very much. So it's just Pat and I again this time around. Here uh, it is. The, the guys are going to come on back. Uh, hopefully, we'll get maybe Dennis for Solo. Yeah, we'll do that one because I, I think we're going to try to record. We're going to go see Solo. Um, well, by the time people have heard this, we will have already have seen Solo. So there it is. Um, yeah. When will then be now? Exactly. Is the better question. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to go see Solo on Friday. Uh, after school, and then I think we're going to try to record our podcast Friday night after we've seen Solo. I we'll think that, yes. Put that out there to the world. So hopefully Dennis will be there with with us for that one. Um, Bo, Bo hasn't been available <coughs> lately just because of work stuff. Bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. Gesundheit. Oh my gosh. Um, the 30-something German podcast. That's right. And uh, Jeff, still dealing with baby stuff, and was feeling a little under the, under the weather yeah. today. So, you yeah, know, and that's bad. as to be expected with right. baby stuff. Just. Right. Well, we want to get those guys back. We don't want the conversation to get stale. Right. Sometimes I get stale. Eh, I I wasn't going to say anything, but... I see. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So very, very quickly, super fast lightning, new movie news round. Ready? Go. Uh, Ron Howard said there might be a Willow, too. Ooh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. 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 He, apparently, he said that Willow was kind of a big inspiration for him while he was working on Solo. And not just because those two titles rhyme with each other. Um, he said that there were several different pieces of Willow, like action scenes and the way that some of the humor was fit into Willow, like the humor and the action. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't. He didn't specifically say which scenes, but I'm thinking of like the humor of when uh, Willow and Mad Mardigan are like zooming down the the mountain. Yeah. And it's kind of funny, but it's also yeah. action. And yeah. he said that that was kind of a big inspiration for some different scenes you see in Solo. Oh, cool. And All he right. said he said if you're a fan of Willow. You probably will be watching Solo, and you'll be sitting there going like, "Oh, well, that's just like in Willow, yeah. or it's that's really similar. That makes me think of what yeah. happened." Yeah. So he said you might see some of that if you're a fan of Willow. Cool. You'll see some influences in like Biff the Solo and Back movie. to the Future too. There's something vaguely familiar about all this. Right. right. Strangely familiar. Strangely familiar about all this. Um, so yes, so it's just being talked about right now. They haven't really, as far as I know, there's no story that's been written. Um, I believe that what they've said is that if they do it, it will be uh, the baby, Laura Dannon, has grown up. Oh, fun. And that Willow somehow will... He, he said, obviously, Warwick Davis needs to be involved. The yeah. actor who played Willow needs to be involved. Otherwise, it's not a Willow movie. So um, he said there would be some type of story there that they would try to work out. I know there have been books that have written, been written, and I think in those books... It's when the princess grows up and is an yeah. adult, um, and there's more stuff going on. I have not read those books. I 
you know, once John and I run out of books to read at bedtime, I kind of have been thinking, well, maybe we'll go grab that series and see how that see how that series sure. is. But check it out. Yeah. All right, and I don't know. Did you ever see Zombieland? Did you ever watch that one with uh, Woody Harrelson? No, but it I was need uh, to. Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, uh, Abigail Breslin was the other little girl. Um, Bill Murray is in that one. I've been told I need to see that movie. Yeah, I have it, so I can I can let you borrow it if you want to see it sometime. All right. It's not really. Don't think of it as like a horror movie. I've heard comedy. It's, it's got the zombies, but it's comedy. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much comedy. But um, So, Zombieland 2. They're talking about okay. Zombieland 2 coming out. And um, supposedly in Zombieland 2, this won't mean as much to you since you haven't seen the first one, but supposedly in Zombieland 2 there will be like super zombies. So, oh. I don't know exactly what that means, but um, that uh, the idea is that they will have larger and stronger and uh, much diff- much more difficult to kill oh. zombies. They so. gotta have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the? I feel like I saw there was a story here about the the name for it. Hmm. No, I thought I had that they had leaked the name for the possible Zombieland sequel. Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay. Well, that was less impressive than I thought it was going to be. We do what we can here, John. Um, but anyway, Zombieland 2. So I, I enjoy Zombieland, so I am looking forward to a Zombieland 2. And I think 2019, 2020 was their target date for that one if yeah. they decide to do it. So so there is all that stuff. Um, very quickly, too, I'm going to see Deadpool tonight. Excitement. By the time this comes out, I will have seen Deadpool like a week ago. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. What did you think of that movie you're about to see? Awesome. Sweet. I, I laughed so hard, I you know, peed all over the place. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> just all over. That's yeah, outstanding. Everywhere. That's um, awesome. I mean, just, there have been times where I've been watching the trailers and different commercials. Like, even Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool suit has been doing commercials for, like, mac and cheese yeah. companies. And, and they're hilarious. That's awesome. And he did a commercial where I, they had made a, um, he had made a joke about David Beckham mm-hmm. in the original Deadpool movie. And they have a, I don't remember what the company was, if it was a, if it was for Deadpool 2 or if it was for Netflix or something like that. They have a commercial where Deadpool goes to David Beckham's house and is like knocking on the door and wanting to apologize mm-hmm. for that. And then ultimately they end up having a conversation like friends and David Beckham is like, well, you know, you had all these really crappy movies that you made. You know, Ryan Reynolds, you know, he starts listing off Ryan Reynolds' movies that were bad. He's like, you know, Green Lantern and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to list a whole bunch of them, and Deadpool's like, oh, that one's a misunderstood masterpiece. And he slams the door. He says, no, 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 never mind, never mind. I'm sorry. I just, I want to apologize. And I said, like, he wants to be best friends with David Beckham. That's and awesome. It, it's totally random and totally weird. And to so me, that's that's what I loved about movie. Deadpool 1. So well, it clicked, man. I am looking forward to, yeah. Deadpool, Deadpool, there were moments in Deadpool where, like, the Deadpool sense of humor is like the sense of humor that's in my head that I don't share with other yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're all thinking so that he's that. just saying it. Right, right. All right. Um, I think that's all I got. Time for movies. Time for movies. So, Maniac Cop. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get into what you thought of it. Sure. Here, here in just a second, but let's do a little background info here. Background. Uh, so Maniac Cop came out May 13th, 1988, rated R. It was one hour and 25 minutes. Directed by William Lustig, who did Vigilante and the Maniac Cop movies, because there were, I believe, three Maniac Cop movies. All right. Does that surprise you? No, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, I mean, the 80s were the decade of the sequels. So. And I'm new to this whole uh, horror mm-hmm. genre, mm-hmm. so uh, I, you know. What did, I heard somebody's genre, genre, genre. Somebody said the word genre. The other, I overheard somebody say the word genre, they and they said it in a way that I've never heard it said before. Awesome. Now, I'm not going to say they said it wrong. Because I was also, and, and I pull back the curtain here, I'm an English teacher, so I feel like I know the English language very, very well. Somebody said the word fictive the other day, and I'm sitting in my car listening, it was on a podcast, and they said the word fictive, and I'm sitting there going, do you mean fictitious? And I'm talking back to the podcast, yeah. and I had to pause the podcast, and I had to like pull over and pull it up in the dictionary. Fictive is a word, yeah. and it does kind of mean the same as fictitious. But I have never heard the word fictive in my entire life, so well, it, it gave me pause, literally. Yeah. And yeah. I had to look it up, and now I know the word fictive, and I can build it into my vocabulary. And I've now said it like four times on the podcast, and that's so. exciting. And the thing about when you say like something like the correct genre mm-hmm. is you got to make it so obvious that. Otherwise, there's always going to be those people to correct you. Oh, yeah. And then it, it really, man, that, that's like the checkmate right there. Because mm-hmm. then there's no way that you can get be, I know, I'm just trying to be right. silly. Oh, sure you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to be right. careful of that whole thing. Yeah. <sighs> so all I'm right. not new to the whole <clears throat> horror yeah. genre. No, that's all right. Uh, producer Larry Cohen, yeah. uh, he also wrote this one as well. Uh, he produced the It's Alive movies and the Maniac Cop movies. Uh, he also wrote It's Alive and Black Caesar. Huh? Cinematography by James Lemo, who did Vigilante and Maniac Cop 2. Uh, also uh, with cinematography assistance from Vincent J. Rabe, who did Hit List. Music by Jay Chataway, who did the Maniac Cop movies and did music for Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Played with Maynard Ferguson for a long time, too. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know that. Uh, budget was $1.1 million. Box office was $671,382. So it did not, make but, did not make back its relatively small budget. Not surprised. Yeah. Uh, starring in this one, Tom Atkins played Frank McRae. He was in Escape from New York in the Fog. Bruce Campbell played Jack Forrest. He's the Evil Dead movies in the series Ash vs. Evil Dead. He was in Bubba Hotep and The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Uh, Laureen Landon played Teresa Mallory. She was in Maniac Cop 2 in Airplane. Richard Roundtree played Commissioner Pike. He was in the Shaft movies and the Heroes TV series. William Smith played Captain Ripley. He was in Red Dawn and the Laredo TV series. Robert Zadar, I think I'm saying that right, uh, died in 2015. He played Matt Cordell or the Maniac Cop. He was in the Maniac Cop movies, Samurai Cop, and Tango and Cash, so a slew of cop movies. Mm-hmm. Might have been typecast a little bit. Uh, Shereen North died in 2005. She played Sally Nolan. She was in The Outfit and Breakout. Victoria Catlin played Ellen Forrest. She was in Ghoulies and the Twin Peaks TV series, the original Twin Peaks TV mm-hmm. series. Critical reception Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 50% and the audience gave it a 38%. There were no awards for this one. Does that surprise you? It does not surprise me. Okay. Um, so the quickest way I think I can give a summary of the movie is... There's a cop that's going around killing people. Yeah. And they initially frame Bruce Campbell's... Well, they don't frame. They think it's him because of some situation that was going on with his wife. And his wife ends up being one of the people who was brutally murdered by this cop. Um, And you don't ever see the cop's face, but you have all these instances of either... You know, somebody thinking they're about to get saved by a police officer when they're being yeah, chased. Yeah, woman's yeah. almost mugged. And uh, she thinks she's going to get saved, and instead she gets her neck snapped. Uh, you get a guy that pulled, gets pulled over by the cops and ends up getting his throat slashed. Yeah. Um, 
So all these different situations, and then the rest of the movie is them trying to figure out what's going on, and yeah. and they think it's Bruce Campbell's character, but they suddenly realize that it's this cop that should have been dead a while ago, yeah. that somehow either got resurrected or didn't quite die after he was yeah. stabbed in prison, and and all of the corruption and the reasons why he was in prison in the first place, and and all that, because I it was a um, he like the corrupt mayor, and then other people had. And it, it ended up being that they put him in prison with a lot of the criminals that he would have put away. Right. And so that's why he ended up getting stabbed in the shower and right. almost died and then came back and, and is kind of a supernatural figure. He's like a he, monster. Kind of like a monster because yeah. it, I feel like there there was one time in the movie where somebody said, I shot him in the head and he didn't even stop. Yeah, I didn't get, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't feel like they played up the idea that he was supernatural all that much in... Some of the other spots. Well, we'll we'll, we'll play the uh, we'll play the trailer and then we'll play the trailer. come on back here in a second. We'll we'll talk a little bit about this. So say we all. So say we all. There's someone out there. Hey! No one knows his name. No one knows his face. Oh no. But now, the most terrifying man in the city. Carries a badge. Head was unstable and it was a deceleration injury. As in your old hanging. You really think a cop did this? Why not? Would you automatically assume that it was a police officer instead of some lunatic dressed up like a cop? Fight squad. He'll kill again. He enjoys killing. He strikes without cause, without mercy. You may be getting information from inside the department. That means he is one of us. You see, you can't be crossed to the other side of the street. You're not gonna get me. Everybody who wants to shoot a cop nowadays has got one hell of an excuse. This one is my personal life, any of your business. Since your wife was found dead in the motel room. You gotta be wrong. You wanna see the pretty picture? Hold on, I, I didn't do any of this. When a cop turns killer, you have the right to remain silent forever. Maniac Cop. So, Maniac Cop. Uh, yeah. Bruce Campbell admits that he has all this information I pulled from uh, either IMDb or Wikipedia, uh, or of other sites that have talked about Maniac Cop. Uh, Bruce Campbell admits that he only did the film because he needed the work. He also admits the film wasn't any good. So, directly from the chin himself, mm -hmm. Bruce Campbell. Uh, actor Robert Zadar, or Zadar, however you say that, who played the Maniac Cop, actually worked as a real police officer uh, for the Chicago Police Department. Uh, director Sam Raimi, who did the Spider-Man, the first three Spider-Man movies, who did the Evil Dead movies, he's done a whole bunch of other stuff, makes a brief cameo as a parade reporter. Uh, there has been talk of a Maniac Cop remake, um, and it would be written, I believe, by one of the writers who did um, Captain America Winter Soldier. God. So that could be interesting. Um, that, you know what, that's right. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just irresponsible. In today's day and age, that's exactly the story that you want to be telling. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave that right out there. With all everything right. that's going on, you want to put this... Does that kind of go back to our, our colors discussion we were having a yeah, little bit? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like... I mean, it, do that. 
do mm-hmm. that. Put a movie where that you honestly explore those, mm-hmm. you know, things. If 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 a movie is supposed to be more than just entertainment, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you guys keep telling me it's supposed to be. <laughs> if if it's really supposed to be that, then actually put a movie out there that ma- that makes people question, that makes people think, that makes people, you know, maybe that'll start the conversation. I don't know. Fly casual, but. <laughs> It's like, you're going to put a story... I mean, let's think of everything that's going on in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Without trying to come down on the side or whatever. And you're going to put a story about a psycho police officer that's going around killing people. Mm-hmm. I just think that would be irresponsible. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm on my high horse today. So, but that's, that's going to just make me... So, so let, me pull, let me pull some stuff here that I found uh, on another website. Uh, it was a, a blog that was written up on uh, comingsoon.net, which is a movie website. And in their horror section, they talk a little bit about the background of this movie and what makes this movie maybe more than just a horror movie. Like what the meaning behind it was and what the director and the writer had in mind. Maniac and all that. Cop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, just, just bear with me. Here. I'm, okay. I'm bearing. Okay. Um, don't strain yourself. Um, so what they talk about in this article and, and, you know, I knew this from history and, and knowing a little bit about history of the seventies and eighties and, um, that during the seventies and eighties, you had much like we do now, you had a lot of stories of, uh, police brutality Mm. and particularly New York city. New York city was not known for having the, you know, most reputable police force Mm. at the time. And so the director, the director and I believe the writer, um, were both from New York and they were looking at, they wanted to make a horror movie mm-hmm. in which you had almost like a Freddy Krueger type monster mm-hmm. thing, but they also wanted to use it as a way to comment on the police brutality that they saw in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, and I, I kind of noticed this a little bit in in the movie, particularly the time where the, the lady, the, I don't know if she was an older lady, but she gets pulled over mm-hmm. by a real cop mm-hmm. and she's so freaked out she shoots him in the face. Mm-hmm. So... I thought a little bit about this, and then when I read this article after that, after watching the movie, I was like, I totally, I, I get what they were going for then. Um, the idea being that while he's out killing people, like a lot of the violence in the 70s and 80s was against people of color mm-hmm. by New York City cops. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this movie, and I, and I thought about that while I was watching it, he doesn't, he kills white people. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't. There's no one that's ever killed that's a person of color, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. uh, or as, as far as I remember. And part of that was the directors wanting to comment on this idea of police brutality and corruption within the police department, but in a way that would affect the people watching the movie. And what they said, this was their opinion. They said, you know what? We growing up in the '70s and '80s in New York City and seeing what's happening to people of color. We knew that if people of color were killed in this movie by this maniac cop, it would not affect the white audience. Because the white audience apparently is not affected enough to see this happen in real life. So we knew that we had to have a cop that was going after white people. Mm -hmm. So that when somebody went to go see this movie, they saw this happening to someone that looked just like them. And then that would freak them out enough that then hopefully we'd make the connection to say, well, hey, this is happening to... Your brothers and sisters of a different color. So, if you're freaked out, imagine how they feel. So that was kind of there as they were writing the movie and kind of putting the story together. I think that was kind of the background of why they did some of the stuff the way that they did, and, and trying to take what was going, what is a horror movie, just mm-hmm. a simple horror movie and a revenge story, 
and maybe inject a little bit of, hey, we're also trying to make a little bit of a social commentary here to, t to tell you that there's some messed up stuff going on. And even if you're going to come watch a horror movie and see people get killed, we also want there to be a little bit of a, little bit of a push in there, too, for you to examine the world that we live in based on what you see in this movie. From the look on your face, you're not buying it. I, I, I'm really not. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, there's many more smarter, far, people with far more intelligence than me that can probably comment on and see it, but it's kind of like the dancing polar bear. If you see a dancing polar bear, you're not shocked that the polar bear is dancing particularly well. You're just mm -hmm. shocked that the polar bear is dancing. And that's kind of what I think of when I hear that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like... Am I supposed to extrapolate from this that this is what it would be like to be... No, it's it's Psycho Cop, and it has, it has, none, it, it has no social commentary in mm -hmm. there. It's not saying, why is this person attacking these people as opposed to... I mean, there's really... There's no way to, to, to view that. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, there's no way to yeah. view that. If you want to make a movie and talk about why are minorities being abused by police then make a movie about my, why minorities are being mm -hmm. abused by police. Throw it out there for, you know, mm -hmm. the mass consumption. Y you get what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you know... You're, you're, what, you're, you're saying it should be more of a movie like Colors, like exactly. the one we did last... That's that. Know, Everything else, that's, that's just kind of like, you know... It's like, that, to me, sounds like the kids talking in class, mm -hmm. and then you're like, guys, I need you to pay attention. Yeah, but we're talking about the book. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, right? You're still uh -huh. not doing the right... You, you, I mean, that's kind of what I hear when I, mm -hmm. when I hear that. So, it was just a horror movie. And so, uh, you know, granted, there were issues which we're just now trying to deal with as a society in terms of, you know, police, uh, certain areas, and the difference between police in one area slash another and mm -hmm. how minorities are. I mean, there's a whole slew of those social issues happening right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're going to make a movie with a commentary about that, do it in a responsible way. Don't put it on a horror movie and then try and say, oh, well, this is going to make people think. I think people are thinking enough, I th or maybe not thinking enough, but no. I mean, it's, it's, people aren't thinking, but it's prevalent on mm -hmm. people's minds. I mean, you're, right now, we, how many times are we seeing, you know, like when some people will, you know, see a minority and they're going to, first thing they're going to do is call the police. Mm -hmm. I mean, those news stories are totally getting, mm -hmm. you know, hit with the press. Yeah. And the problem with it is that what do we do? We either, oh my gosh, the sky is falling and this is awful, or we turn around and say, oh, well, the press is just hyping it up. And I think if you're going to throw, do you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like on either side of the, we don't want to talk about it, is mm -hmm. my point. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. We don't want to talk, we just want to yell about it. Mm -hmm. Whatever side of the coin you come down on, you want to either yell about the inequality in the world, or you want to yell about how it's being misrepresented in the press, but no one wants to actually sit down and have a calm discussion with mm -hmm. it. You throw a movie in there about someone going around and stabbing people and pulling people and da, 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 da. Is that really going to help foster a discussion? So you're saying horror movies are not the place for social commentary? I, no, I'm not going to make, okay. <laughs> I, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. I am not going to make I'm, a, I'm trying to make sure I got, yeah, yeah, got I'm this not, clear. I'm not making a blanket statement like okay. that. All right. I'm just saying, not this movie. This movie <laughs> was not the place right. for social commentary. Right. Well, and as much as I, because I, I read that, and I, in a, in some ways, as I was watching the movie, it did affect me in that way. Okay. And I was watching it, and I was thinking, you know, I really, particularly, because I didn't read this article until after I had already watched the movie, and I remember that scene in particular where the woman is so freaked out that she's getting pulled over by a cop, 
that she panics and pulls out her gun and shoots the guy in the face, even though he's not the maniac cop. He's not the one that's going to kill her. But there's that, there's that panic and that distrust of authority that has seeped in so quickly because of this serial killer cop that's going around. I remember watching, watching that scene and just thinking, you know, she's panicking and she's freaking out. And in the back of my mind, I'm watching that. And I'm going, yeah, people of color got to put up with that stuff all the time. You know, that's to, to get to get pulled over. You never know. I mean, and I'm and I'm not saying that to say that all cops are corrupt. And I did. I'm there's there's blame to go around everywhere. Right. Well, but there's enough of a societal thing where we have we have segments of the population that have a distrust of authority. And sometimes for good reason. When you see some of those videos online of, of people doing stuff and you just look at it and you go, Oh my God! I'm 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 normally <laughs> I'm normally on your side, but what in the world are you doing? And you and I know, even though we're both teachers, I feel like we're at least intelligent and reasonable enough people to say, yeah, there's bad teachers in the world. Like we're not going to defend teachers just because you know we're teachers. We got to stick together. Yes, but let's call it what it is. If there's somebody who's a bad teacher, they're a bad teacher, and they shouldn't be teaching. Mm-hmm. much the same way in any other walk of life. If you've got a bad soldier, a bad fireman, a bad, you know, pick all these different things that are very honorable jobs that I don't have the skills or, or you know, desire to do that somebody else is doing so that I can live safer and better, mm-hmm. you know, there's bad people everywhere. So yeah. um, I, I don't want to say any of that to just say that, yes, all cops are horrible and corrupted because yeah. they're, they're definitely not... But there are some scenes in this movie where as the white people now are suddenly terrorized by a cop, I at least I at least kind of watched that and I thought, okay, I see what they're trying to do here. I see I don't know I don't know that the story I don't have a problem with them attaching social commentary to this movie. I don't know that it was well written enough for it. the script was well written enough for it to come across the way that it should yeah. have. And, and it's like, why is the terror happening? I mean, if we're going to make it social commentary, then, mm-hmm. then, then, then is there terror happening? Or is that, it just... That, to me, that was just, the confusing part. Is just, is, you know, and I'm bringing it out of the movie from mm-hmm. but or are we just trying to say that, you know, police officers are faced with policing areas that mm-hmm. th- this, is, this, is, this is a bigger social issue mm-hmm. than that? Than than mm-hmm. than than what they're yeah. is it that they're trained to handle is it that they're equipped to handle is it just you know split second decisions mm-hmm. I mean I'm not siding on that you right. know on the, on the, well and, it's, and it's for this big, movie for this movie if if we're meant to and they do kind of like almost flip flop there towards the end of the movie where it's almost like for a while you're meant to feel sorry for this guy for the maniac cop mm-hmm. because. You know, he was stabbed in prison and he was, he's getting his revenge because of, you know, corrupt officials and, and corrupt mayor and, and all this. Other. So for a portion, it's almost like, oh, okay, well, you know, people screwed him over. So he's coming back for revenge and, and you know, not that I necessarily agree with it or condone it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you also got to back up again and remember that, well, why did he go to prison in the first place? Because he was in this article, he uses the word. Um, actually, here's here's the line that they used. Um, they are not a, talking about the the writer and the director. Um, they are not only able to make you feel sorry for this walking civil rights violation. In the end, you're actually rooting for him to get his revenge. So, I mean, he, the cop, the uh, Cordell, 
he was mistreating criminals, and that's the reason why they were ready to all stab him in the prison, because he himself was a corrupt cop. And I think that's where things got jumbled up a little bit, because we almost like, if you want to feel sympathy for this guy who got stabbed in prison and has now come back as this monster who's you know going to get back at everybody for what they did to him, let's not forget that he was a monster before he became a monster. Like, he was a corrupt cop who was abusing and his authority and brutal and all this other stuff. So, and I, I just think that the the execution, for lack of a better term, yeah. the execution of the, the story and the script and all that other I don't I just don't think it was... It just seemed unpopular. ...smooth enough to... Right. To yeah. me, it seemed like a you know film student, a first-year film student mm-hmm. coming up with something that needed polish. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, just throwing out there the, and maybe... Maybe and I Bruce Campbell's it. been in some bad movies. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> and for but, him to say it's a bad movie, but it's but I mean, there's movies that are so bad they're good. Right. I mean, there's there's right. a good there's a right way to make and, bad. And movies. a lot of people feel that way about this one. Is that what it's so bad? It's that good. it's 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 not a great movie, but it's good. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. and and I mean, the, and and like I said, the. the I'm going to keep bouncing back, but no, going yeah. on that social commentary piece. Well, we thought it's it, it's just kind of like that that kind of to me Brooks of the of the. Well, you just didn't get what we were going for. No, mm-hmm. we kind of got what you were going for, and it just, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. I, and again, I I bumped on the the whole like, oh my gosh, you know, we're, and then I had to remind myself it's a thirty year old movie, but like, and I was going to keep this to myself because it was like, well, there's issues, you know, with police mm-hmm. and with minorities and all this sort of thing going on right now. Well, it was probably going on before. It's just that we're talking about right. it now, but you throw, but. The thing that kind of fired me up is when they're talking about remaking it. When you throw a movie like that, if you would throw a movie like that out there today, I, to to what end? I mean, it's like what is gonna what is gonna calm people down and actually start a discussion where yeah. people want to listen? Yeah. Well, because a remake today, I feel like would be incendiary. Yeah. As opposed to raising raising right. the level of discussion right. on a topic. We're trying yeah. to get if 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 movies truly are art and not just mm-hmm. entertainment well then we got to find a way to get people to walk in other people's mm-hmm. shoes okay so maybe and I, I know there are movies out there you tell me the ones but you know like um what was the movie traffic yeah. where they showed the problem with the drug problem right and they showed it from many different angles right do something like that yeah do something like that where people walk away and say oh you know what sort of understand where that person is coming from you know what we took this example from this real case mm-hmm. and we got to realize that it's a more complex issue yeah. than just they're all bad or they're all good whatever side you're coming yeah. down on well and I wonder if I wonder if this one and I'm not saying this movie worked because it's it's a cult classic but it didn't do well in the theaters I wonder if this movie works as a cult classic and and you know was was brought out at the time it was brought out because we didn't have all of the videos that we have now of seeing either police brutality or or whatever it might be, you know, seeing or having the news stories of, you know, kids getting shot or people getting shot by police, um, you know, depending on what the situation was. Um, I wonder if now this doesn't work because we see so much of it. In, in real, like, dash cam on a, on a police cruiser, camera footage. Like, we see this all the time. Like, the news plays it. It's on YouTube. It's on it's all these different places. It's on Facebook. So I wonder if we see so much of that that it wouldn't work 
I feel like this movie, what they were, if if they were trying to do it, and, and not that they executed it well, what they were trying to do was to shock people into thinking about it. I don't think you can shock people into thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. I think people have seen it so much yeah. that if you haven't, and and I'll I'll delve into this for a second, the school shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have talked about this repeatedly. People uh, clearly in our country, people are not shocked enough by a school shooting where children and teachers die to do much about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to go political and I don't want to say it's a gun thing. I don't want to, I have my own opinions, but I'm not going to share them here. Um, but clearly we are not shocked enough to do anything mm-hmm. or to do anything meaningful that will prevent it from happening, whatever that might be. And I'm not saying it's one thing that'll fix the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a, as a society, you got to make a few changes to, yeah. you know, to make, keep that from happening. I don't think a movie like that, I don't think a remake of this now would do what they would think it might do. No. I, I, I people, don't, people don't get shocked anymore, I don't think. No. People and, get outraged because they like to. And, and I think I think you gotta, I, I don't think trying to be cute and, and, and put it, and you and I'd, I'd be curious of the example where you say a horror movie can't have social commentary or, you know. Can I, have social commentary? Can or whatever. Yeah. You were, you did, were, you, did you see Get Out? Get out. I have not seen Get Out. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that was when you asked the question, wait a minute, are you saying this movie, the, the, the uh-huh. trip up question that yeah. I, you know, but it's, it, it uh, yeah, I don't think, and I don't even think it's necessarily. Do you think Indiana Jones is a story of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even. White privilege. I don't even think that, that this movie, I don't even think this movie went there. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be really honest with you, I think this mm-hmm. movie is just a horror movie. Yeah. To be honest with okay. you. I think that anything you throw in, well, we thought that this might. Mm-hmm. No. I, th- my opinion, I think this movie is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a really well done one, mm-hmm. and many times those are the ones that become the cult classics. Whatever the cheesy line, the this, the weird scream, the what, whatever you want to explain Bruce it. Bruce Campbell's in it. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's. <laughs> whatever makes it a, a cult classic, I think that's it. But I don't think you're gonna sit there and take that and suddenly you know branch off and have uh, social commentary. And, and if you're gonna try and remake that today. If you're gonna remake it, if you want to make a movie about that, uh, about that has social commentary, if you want to make a movie about policing of our streets and so forth, then you make a movie about that. This is a horror movie, mm-hmm. you know. If you want, if you want things that make you go, hmm, huh, huh, wow, well, I never thought of it. Okay, maybe you can put those in, but the movie's got to be executed a lot better. Yeah, you know. I mean, look at the look at the female uh, lead, the female police officer. All she did, she was just the damsel in distress that needed rescuing. Mm-hmm. That was her thing. I mean, yeah. what if, if we want to get 21st century on it, what does that say about females being mm-hmm. police officers? Well, I think in the remake, the main character would be a female. Right, cop. right. But I'm, right. I'm talking about this movie and was right. it executed right. properly. Yeah. You know, I mean... And I'll agree with you that it's not executed properly. Right. That it could have definitely been written better. I do disagree with the social commentary part. Like that, but I, I see the social... I see what they were trying to do. So I, I agree with you in terms of they didn't do it well. Mm-hmm. I will take it a step further and say I see it in there and I think that there could have been something good done with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm totally fine with it being attached to a horror movie or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I think that the writing of this story was not done well enough. 
Mm -hmm. Too many stuff falls apart, especially as you get to the end of the movie. And, 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 and for this, you know, to step back into the story of the movie for a second, to get to the end of this where he seems to be this unstoppable killing machine, and then all of a sudden, at the end, and, and granted, he doesn't die, you know, because mm -hmm. we see his hand come up out of the water at the end. And no but, one else saw that. Well, 120 no. people all standing on the dock and no, no one sees it. No, yeah. they don't see that. Um, <clears throat> to get to the point where he's driving away in that police van and he just drives straight into the pole, which then, you know, mm -hmm. impales him through the heart or, or whatever. Yeah. For there to be times in the movie where somebody's like, oh, I shot him in the head and it didn't slow him down. Or he's, his skin is so cold, and I, like you're getting the idea that he's he's kind of like a a zombie or a I don't know, but he's some kind of yeah. supernatural creature that can't be killed, and yet he kind of gets not killed but stopped by you know getting impaled through the heart, and I, it seemed to it seemed to be too easy of an ending too. Yeah. Like I felt like there, it, and I know that there's other Maniac Cop movies. I have not seen them. This was the first time I'd ever seen this one. Um, but I kind of felt like the ending was a little bit too easy. Yeah. Like there needed to be, almost like in a Freddy Krueger kind of movie, like there needs to be some kind of, oh yeah, we can't, this thing is unstoppable, except it does have one weakness. Mm -hmm. And if we can figure out that one weakness, then yeah. cool, we got it. There's no weakness. Right. And so, again, having not seen the other movies, I don't know if they if they introduce anything. Yeah. Because that my whole thing with having a monster in a movie is, for me to even be remotely interested in watching the movie, there's got to be some way to either get away from it, mm -hmm. or it has to have a weakness where you can kill it. If you don't have either of those two, then I'm sitting there going, uh, well, then we're, yeah. we're all just going to die, and then what's the point? I thought this just seemed like a film school. Mm-hmm. The thing, like I said before, yeah. first year, second yeah. year film student, put it out there, and then have the teacher say, okay, why did the creature die? We gotta have C plus. A, yeah, we gotta do this. Now, mm -hmm. you, you want to think this. This stuff, okay, that's fine, but you gotta, mm -hmm. it just, it needs some mm -hmm. some cleaning up. All right, so, uh, final thought. You So you would not recommend this to somebody? I wouldn't. Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I think there's better horror movies out there. Mm -hmm. I think there's better movies that center around the police mm -hmm. out there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you don't remake this. I would not want to remake this movie mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Would I want to make a modern version of Colors today? I don't know if I'd want to do it because it would be well, a lot of work to try and do it right. Yeah. But my point is I would rather see something like that mm -hmm. remade or, or where is it now just, mm -hmm. you know, Today, as yeah. opposed to something like this yeah. remake yeah. today, that's my final thought. Yeah. What's your final thought, John? No, you know it's if you like if you like like cheesy horror movies. If you're a fan of the B movie, if you're a Bruce Campbell fan, mm -hmm. he's not really in this movie a lot. He he doesn't really seem to have a whole lot to do. So it's not like you know there are moments where he gets thrown against the wall or you know his usual physical humor kind of stuff. But it's just it's not. Uh, you could probably kind of tell he does it for a paycheck. It, mm. It's not classic Bruce Campbell. If you, if you like Evil Dead, if you like Bubba Hotep, if you like some of his other stuff, Briscoe yeah. County Jr., all those yeah. different things. You know, it, and, and originally that's one of the reasons I included it on our list of movies this year was I was like, oh, well, let's throw in another Bruce Campbell movie. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking that Bruce Campbell might feature a little bit more prominently in the movie. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you are a, a if you are 
If you're like me and growing up, you would stay up late at night and watch TV when you weren't supposed to, and they would have like those shows like the TNT up all night and the mm -hmm. different programs that would show the uh -huh. movies that were not exactly appropriate for children or anybody else. Um, but, you know, if you like some of those like stupid 80s horror movies and things like that, you probably would enjoy this one. If you like just a good scary movie like a Nightmare on Elm Street or something, you probably would at least, you know, maybe this is a background movie. Maybe this is something you put on while you're doing something else. Well, and that's, that's the perfect thing. I, I don't, that's not part of... Right. My, so, I that's mean, not how you, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. okay. So, so if that's the case, if you're like Pat, don't go watch it. If you're like me and you just need to put something on in the background, yeah. put it on the background. You might enjoy it. And, and I'm, I'm just going to say, it's funny, all that social bit, everything, mm -hmm. I didn't bump on, I didn't pick up on, I didn't... It was only when I thought, geez, I thought, this movie's 30 years old. I had to keep telling myself that because mm -hmm. why would you make a movie like this today? And mm -hmm. I kept saying that, and yeah. it was just like, oh, yeah, it's 30 years old. It's 30 years old. Right. And then the only thing that got it fired up was when you said, yeah, they're talking about a remake. And it was and like, they, wait, and what? And then you're like, what? Yeah, so I just, yeah. you know, before, I, I mm -hmm. think you can, if you just like horror, you know, mm -hmm. kind of stuff, it's, it's definitely a horror if, movie. If you like maniacs and cops, yeah. you go watch this movie. It's got everything you want, yeah, literally, literally and in the title. Right, sir. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, if you want to if you want to go back and listen to any of our other 187 episodes that we've done. 187. Uh, bef before the, oh, actually, 186, I guess. Um, this, is, uh, this one's 187. So if you want to listen to any of those, go on back to our website, 30podcast.com. Uh, you can also go to iTunes, Google Play, any of those other spots. Uh, we are also on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Twitter is usually where we do a lot of our interacting with people. Um, but uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can go find us there. And uh, our next episodes, next week, will be Alien Nation. And sometime soon, I don't know when exactly because we're recording some of these ahead of time since it's the end of the school year and who knows what's going to happen uh, once the school year gets done and what our schedule is going to look like. So we are going to do a podcast for Solo, a Star Wars story. So I don't know. The Solo one might actually... I'm trying to think about it now. Solo podcast might have already happened. How did you enjoy that Solo podcast? <laughs> it was that awesome. We're about to record. It was amazing. Bam, that was, I, I, that was I, I, I want to be Lando. I, I think I've said that before. I want the Millennium Falcon. I might Falcon. just want to wear a cape. I would take the Millennium Falcon, too. There was a, a commercial, I think it was like a Christmas time commercial, mm -hmm. where it was one of those commercials where it's like, the, you know, the, the husband or the wife goes outside with a blindfold on, and they take off the blindfold, and they've got a new car with a ribbon on it. And I, if you remember the one from a few years ago where the wife, uh, he, I think he gets her a car, yeah. and then she takes him outside, and he like takes his hands off it's his eyes, looks Falcon. up, and it's the Millennium Falcon <laughs> with a bow on it, and he's just like, <laughs> he looks like a little kid, and he's like, That's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. And then he and then he runs up to the landing ramp and he turns around and he goes, I love you. And his wife goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic, man. That's good. So that's every time I think of owning the Millennium Falcon, I, you think, of I that. think of that one. All right. Um, so next time, I don't know. It's either going to be, I turned into Pat from SNL there for a second. I don't know. I don't, Maybe. I don't um, know. Fly casual. Fly casual. Um, what do you know? Don't agree with anything. Um... Alien Nation, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and then coming up next month, we got The Great Outdoors, Coming to America, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, and Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetle... Juice. It doesn't count. It doesn't, it's it, not yeah. the same person, so I don't think it counts if you say Beetlejuice. That's right. Oh, oh. I, I did it. I did it. Okay. All right, so 
Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we will see you all back here next time. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye now.